Gate 14 podcast, one year of the Gate 14 podcast on the airwaves. I have even chills just even saying it, man. Holy shit, what a ride it's been this past year. Uh, I'll, I'll introduce the boys. Avery, what's up, bro? What's Nothing. up? What a what a year. It doesn't feel like a year, but it's been a good one, man. Happy to, happy to be here. Uh, yeah, happy birthday to the Gate 14 podcast. Everyone get that trending. Happy birthday, Gate 14. JR, what's up, brother? How you doing? Good, man. I'm one year. I'm excited. It's always nice to have a birthday. Yeah, but it's like one so. year, but your your service time is like a guy that got <laughs> sent down and come back up. Because you missed well, a, you missed a decent amount. So your service time isn't out a year yet. Your clock is still running a little bit. I definitely took a turn like during the <laughs> the season. Like this year has definitely been I might I might I probably won comeback player of the year, comeback oh, podcaster sure. of the year. For sure. At the start, there was some there were some haters out there <laughs> on my name. For sure, but, but um it was good. <laughs> Honestly, you left us when we had stuff to talk about, and when we had nothing to talk about, you showed up. So you know it was, so good, it was added, a good like back. that element of surprise in a sense of like you guys had the ability to shit talk me, you know. <laughs> That was like when we case. had like 10 people listening to. Right? Yeah, now we're just buzzing a couple thousands. So I just want to say this to start it off. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to probably make a video tomorrow about it. But yeah, I know we talk about this all the time, man. The support for this podcast has been fucking insane. We've made we've made it. To, I'm going to pump our tires a little bit. We've made it to places in one year that people who've been doing this shit for years couldn't even fucking dream of. I'm going to pump our tires a little bit, man. I mean, we work our ass off for this, so. It wouldn't be possible without all the listeners. It wouldn't be possible that everyone that subscribes, comments, follows us, retweets us, likes all of our tweets. Uh, it wouldn't be possible without you guys. So we obviously just want to start this podcast off by just kind of showing our appreciation for that because uh, obviously we love putting the work in, but at the end of the day, it's something we do enjoy doing, and it makes it way easier when we see the uh, overwhelming amount of support this podcast gets. So I just wanted to start it off by saying that. So any other words, Avery, for the no, people? We, we just wouldn't be anything if people didn't listen, right? So thank you to the, the people for listening. For sure. So let's kick off this year episode with a uh, story uh, from Avery. Uh, so I'll, I'll give a background on this. So Avery, so when me and this is karma. So when me and Avery were driving back from uh, St. Louis, uh, we didn't tell a story on the podcast. I went to a Detroit gas station and had two protein bars that were just, I mean, you, who who does that? First of all, I don't know yeah, why were, I did that. Their years expired. They had and to. I had to take a shit so bad that I was like, Avery, you either pull over to the side of the road right now or like I am going to legit shit myself. And Avery was like, Rosemary, no, you're not, dude. No, you're not, dude. No, you're going to wait 20 kilometers, dude. So anyways, we pull over this Tim Hortons and I'm fighting for my life inside that Tim Hortons so family let's just, bathroom. Let's just also say that on the same stretch of highway, you pulled the exact same move when we were in Windsor coming back. Same exactly. It's some, something about the air. Something about you, the air. So you that, took a shit in the bushes. That is true. It's just something about the air in Windsor, man. I don't know what it is. But and so Johnny then Avery snaps on a dime. It's like, I got to go right now. But Johnny, what am I supposed to do? We're driving on the highway. I can, yeah, that does make sense. But anyways, going back into it. So anyways, I luckily make it and don't shit myself. And me and JR get a text message. Boys, you're not going to believe this. I shit myself. On Monday, Avery gets that, sends us that text. 
So give us the background on your shit because I just think a grown ass man shitting himself is the most absurd thing when you're in your own car. It's absurd. It just, it doesn't make sense how a grown man can shit himself. I'm going to shit shame. Yeah, no, that's nuts. As you were complaining about shitting yourself less than 24 hours before, but that's fine. Um, I just, obviously the trip, we hadn't eaten that well. We didn't eat poorly, but we didn't eat well. That's for sure. And I was in my own home. So I was like comfortable. Like, it's not that bad. It's, Way worse the Jersey Jerry. No, it's it's way worse that you shit yourself in your own home with oh. access to bathrooms. Yes, that is substantially you don't, worse. You don't fart in your own house. Did so, you shart? Yeah, it's just like just walking around. Like, what'd you do with the underwear? I just tossed them. He's wearing them right now. No, it wasn't a massacre. But did though. you secretly toss them? Because like, what garbage did you toss your underwear? No, I went finished taking a shit. Took my pants off. Toss the pants. The pants were fine. Toss them in the wash, and we were good. Don't ever you. tell us what pants they are, though, because I feel like our listeners there's, will I, There was no shit on the pants at all. Okay, that's... I don't know. I, I'm not buying it, but we'll see. It wasn't that a massacre, like, in my pants. Like, it was fine. So let us know if that's normal, if, like, shitting yourself but I was just, like, I just pushed a fart. I was, like, oh, like, kind of got a fart, and then I was just, like, oh, shit, like... That's not good. That makes me just repo- like that. Just makes me sick. Yeah. But that, hey, teach Johnny hygiene, man. We we should take lessons from the big man himself. I mean, um, I did shower like two times a day in St. Louis, making sure uh, I was just staying clean. But I want to go into stories about um, urinating or shitting yourself. So I I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before, but eighteen year old Johnny, when I was working at the golf course. Um, I went on this date with this, I'm going to say it, a good-looking female. Oh, my God. This story is fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a date with this female. Um, so I was working at a golf course. I was waking up at like 4 or 5 a.m. So um, so we went to a Jays game, me and her. This is before Johnny and obviously before Gate 14, all type of stuff. And uh, so we got to start going out, and she's getting after it. I'm getting after it, too. Like, I was fucked up, dude. So anyways instead of ubering home i take the go bus not the train not the one with the bathrooms i take the go bus home and uh i'm on the back of the go bus and i am just absolutely fucked up like fucked up and uh i'm like is there a bathroom on here oh my god there isn't a bathroom on here i take a piss like a, a drunk piss so i waited out like 15 20 minutes and we are passing i i'm i want to say the We'll say Mississauga. We're passing through Mississauga. Like, we're almost at the streets full stop. And I just, like, for 30, 40 seconds, just pissed myself. Like, nonstop, nonstop pissed myself for 30 to 40 seconds. And it trickles down. I'm sitting in the back. And it trickles down. My piss, dude, all the way to the front of the go bus. And I am like, thank God it is dark outside. Because... No one is going to see this. I hope at least like no lights are turning on. Everyone's sleeping. It's late at night and it is full blown piss. Like I'm not even sure. I was walking off of the thing. Cause I was the last stop, which was Milton and I'm looking under and it is just legit. Like someone just dumped an entire fish tank of water down the, the road, like down the aisles. And it is just full piss all the way down there. And I just remember an Uber picked me up and I was still in my piss pants. And I was like, crawling to this uber like just going right left i don't want anyone to see this like obviously i'm wearing black pants but i don't want anyone to see this 
And I just remember like waking up in the morning at 4 a.m. and just trying to tell myself, you didn't do that, right? Like there's just no chance. You just pitch yourself. Anyways, never talk to the girl again. Uh, nice lady, obviously. But I, like I said, I don't remember anything from that night. And uh, besides the go train piss, the, the piss story. So that's my little thing. JR, do you have any of yours? I freaking did not shit my pants or piss my pants. Like maybe when Didn't I was four you years. Piss yourself the the trip. Uh... uh, okay, okay, yeah. This is a. So you I tried guess... you tried to alpha us by saying you never pissed and then got well. Okay, got I on. was I was significantly under the influence to say the least. So the story here is we were in Dominican Republic and we went to this place called Coco Bongo and I recommend for everyone of drinking age so they should att- you know what even if you're not drinking age you should attend <laughs> you know, just for the show right just for the show you know the drink anyways this was like Cir- Cirque du Soleil on uh fucking steroids on roids like this thing is like they actually make you like duck because you're gonna get kicked in the face like it was <laughs> awesome so we like paid a guy like five bucks for like just come back. Oh my god. Come back every because it's free drinks, but you give a guy five bucks, this guy's coming back. So we were just having shots all night. And then 10 p.m. I remember going to the washroom and I don't remember coming out. Like that's how all I remember is my brother was uh we were hitching a ride with a rando and then in Dominican, which isn't the best idea. Then we got back, we dragged her, I puked eight times in the uber it wasn't an uber it was just a random guy's car to the to back to our place the guy was stopping on the side of the road um and then when i got back i woke up and seems like i pissed my pissed my pants <laughs> jesus christ so yeah. we're all a bunch of pants pissers on here if you're well if you don't i wouldn't pants, say i would cool. do it again i would yeah i guess if everyone should piss their pants at least once i will say this though like it's uh money line guarantee that at least me or Avery will piss ourselves during this uh, <laughs> nine beers, nine hot dog challenge. I've no, I, I'm just telling you, Avery, no, you're no, not no, going to no. be able Guaranteed, to contain it. I will not. No, Johnny, Johnny, so Johnny. Fast. Here, look, one, who says you got to do the nine beer, uh, nine hot dog challenge uh, sitting down? Like you can do it at one of the standing things. That would probably be ideal. Wait, I wait, guess at Schneider's dog. Corner, wow. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There's four of them now. At the stadium, you could easily do it now without because that would be a pain in the ass sitting in like the middle of a row. Johnny wants to piss, like, <laughs> no, I do yeah. not want to piss myself. I'm just known yeah. as the piss guy. Well, you are, Johnny, you are the piss man, Johnny. Like, it does seem like I just think you, it'd be funny content. Like, if picture you were the video. at 70 30 percent, like 30 percent, you could wait. You'd piss yourself. No, I'm just saying this. Like, picture the video and listen. You want to talk about electric videos? The video of me running (laughs) up the ramp. I I watched it again. It is just that's unbelievable content. Picture the video of me on Twitter pissing myself. Like, you could just do any relief picture that has a meltdown. Like Trevor Richards, and the video of just me pissing my pants. Like pissing down his video out there. Yes, I'm telling you they do. I'm telling you they do. But. That's fine. I mean, I, I can understand that if people don't want to see me piss myself, but I guess we can go into some Jay's talk now, besides the fact that Avery shit himself this week. A grown-ass man did that. Um, let's go on to the upgrades, the Rogers Center. So the Blue Jays are dead to me for not inviting us. Yeah, uh, holy fuck. Yeah, I was about to say you guys, like, did we just lose invite what's in the mail or yeah like blue jays you, you you don't want to get the guys that are hammering out like the most content on the planet 
Like people get mad how many how many times I tweet. I don't give a fuck. This is my life, and you don't invite us. I actually, it's crazy to say they do the second uh, tier reveal next year. I'm if they invite, I'm saying no. We're the bad boys of Blue Jays media. Mm-hmm. That's that's how we have to approach it now. They didn't want to invite us today. They want to invite these little fucking baby content creators. No disrespect. They don't want to invite us. They're dead to me. It's it. It's you're in or you're out. That's it. Mm-hmm. They, they 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 drew their line in the sand. The Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, they made that clear. I mean, fuck, we would have had a time of our lives, but I mean, it reminds me of, I mean, it was literally a sampling bar. It looks fucking electric. Like imagine just like sampling content. espresso martinis. The like, content would have been electric. Dude, we probably would have got them like a million views at the very least. The amount of dude, content we would have made on that on TikTok. Like a pizza review, Dave Portnoy style with all the stuff. And they know, and our listeners know, and our viewers know, we would have been honest with it. The, we, the it would have been like thing, six, yeah, five. Problem. The, I think that's the problem for them. But I think, <laughs> I think uh, it literally uh, won. Our followers would have fucking loved us doing that content because it actually, it does what they wanted to do with the Jays is actually inform people of what they're going to be offering, which we could a hundred percent have done. Like it whatever been, they, they made their, they made their, they drew their line in the sand. They're dead to us. They picked who they ride with, which is fine, which is fine. I will say it does look cool. Uh, I made a TikTok about it. Um, Just the fact that the opposing team bullpen is cover <laughs> is protected by a two foot high no, barrier is the dumbest day. shit I've ever seen. Like, there is I didn't going see that. to be drinks. There is going to be drinks and food thrown at opposing. You have they whoever designed that is a brain dead idiot and had probably no idea after like oh fuck this yeah. is a this is a two feet high border protecting professional athletes and drunk baseball fans. They'll change they'll change that like midway through the season. I bet because it's like glass or something. Yeah, like look at the uh, also we don't have the bass history correct (laughs) we threw a fucking beer at an outfielder in a playoff game and we were also though in that game it was a shit show because everyone was throwing shit at each other yes like imagine a shit show like that with the layout we have right now holy fuck you kind of want the opposing team to fear for their lives (laughs) verdugo style they do, it at, they do it at Red Sox. I mean, the, the Red Sox bullpen is legit protected Verdugo by... Verdugo might like, get shot in the head not throwing a beer at. Yeah, Verdugo's a bum. I guess we can yeah. talk about that right now. We'll just barely well, touch we it. Still, we can still talk about the renovations. It's, at least it's exciting, um, kind of gimmicky, all the bar names that they came up with, which is fine. Um, might as well, but we're going to have to do a power ranking of... Yeah, of the park. Bar. I mean, the park is... I didn't... It's kind it's of just an underdog. <laughs> At the end of the day, though, I know they're trying. What they're trying to do is give it like a stadium feel, like they have at Citizens Bank. Because Citizens Bank has the same shit, like they have cornhole, all that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's still just this massive slab of concrete in the center of the oh, fucking yeah. city. Someone that... from Barry is launching a a bean bag onto the field from yeah, the yeah. Some yeah, someone named Jimmy from Peterborough is fucking is getting in a till with Domingo Herman. Um, in the bullpen, so that's what's definitely going to be happening. I think it looks so you awesome. I saw the uh, the center field looks hilarious. How how low the wall is compared? It looks like you went on MLB the Show, made your own park, put the smallest dimensions you possibly could, and made center field as small as possible. It it, it, looks, it, it looks terrible. Like the center field, I know it's going to be cool because there's going to be home runs robbed, which is going to be sick. Like Kevin Kiermaier, we'll talk about him later. He's going to rule out there. He's going to fucking rule in center field. 
Yeah, but it just yeah, I think it looks very funny <laughs> compared to the as high as the walls are in right center and left mm-hmm. center and then center field just looks like four feet toddlers can make a catch over that wall. For sure. For sure. So let's go into let's go into the Verdugo comments now. So I'm I'm gonna barely touch on it here. It's just I don't get why people like why players like that that are I'm gonna say he's a fucking bum. Verdugo is a fucking bum. I don't understand why players like that speak on people. I guess they ne- you people never punch down. They always punch up. I guess that's a saying that you can go for with that. But there is literal videos of Verdugo rounding third base and staring at the Toronto Blue Jays dugout. So for him to say he doesn't like the way Alec Manoa does shit, you know what, Verdugo? I don't like when you fucking videotape people sexually assaulting other people, Verdugo. Maybe I don't like that. You know, maybe maybe we don't like that. Maybe you shouldn't be on a fucking moral high ground, you dumb fucking idiot with your eight chains, dude. Verdugo, just shut the fuck up and worried about and worry about you being a goddamn meltdown in the Mookie Betts trade because you are one of the pieces of that trade that turned out to be nowhere near what you were fucking supposed to be. So just shut the fuck up, Alex Verdugo. Alec, is it Alex or Alex? I don't I don't know what, whatever the fuck it is. But yeah, that's my stance on it. It's just like why why is he speaking? Why, like, what, what, why are you speaking, dude? Just, I don't just know why up. he, yeah, out of nowhere, I had no context as to why it came up as well. And he wasn't, Alec Manoa is not that, I don't think he's that crazy with, like Lance Lynn. Yeah, I was going to say Lance Lynn. Mm-hmm. On the mound. If you don't like what Alec Manoa is doing, you got to hate what Lance Lynn's been doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's dude. the thing. It's like, this isn't like, he's acting like it's out of the, out of the norm like that Alec Manoa does that but like I mean everyone gets going a certain way and Manoa Manoa is a self-talker so like it's just the way he gets going like it's it is weird I gotta say that this came back like I knew it was a big thing when it happened last year but it was weird that it just randomly came back I guess he was on a podcast like I don't. I didn't look into it. I much. think it was like an interview in the locker room. I'm yeah. thinking, but yeah. clearly it's fucking living rent free in his head that he brought it up. And it's not like he needs to chirp Manoa. He crushes off him. Yeah, he's been. Uh, he what is his average against him? He's been killing it this year too. Holy shit! Hey, <laughs> mate, hey, that's something to look out for, though, man. Like, that's gonna be. I sick. cannot he's... wait for Manoa to hit him right between the eyes. Oh my something. god! Like God, I hate Boston that. Boston and I mean we we fucking owned boston last year um they but, suck let's just get that out of the way they are, they got are... <laughs> yeah they they have no fucking pitching <laughs> pretty sure everyone on their staff i saw someone tweeted today has a negative war after <laughs> one time through the order that's uh, actually impressively bad like you mm-hmm. have to try to be that bad that's like legit impossible to do have an entire staff with a negative war that's that's actually kind of impressive. The Jays were on pace for that, except for Gosman. Um, after and Kikuchi, stop it. And Kikuchi. Yeah, exactly. He he did save that as well. But no, I think it was just a random stupid thing to say. I don't know why you'd want to get a rivalry. It's not even a rivalry after what we did with them last year. Kind of reignited like that, but good for Verdugo, I guess. He'll talk his shit, but at this point, you got to back it up. He's going to take one in the ribs. It's going to be a great Great time to face the Red Sox. Yeah, I'm pumped for it. I mean, I'm uh, Chris Sale when just, they play. Me neither. I don't know when they play, but Chris Sale's a fucking bum, dude. Holy shit. I mean, that whole staff is terrible, but 
Anyways, that yeah, I thought I thought we had a touch on the Verdugo stuff. And the next thing I want to talk about is the Toronto Blue Jays got handsomer, and the Toronto Blue Jays got closer to the Gate Fourteen podcast. My boy, Jordan Luplo, picked up off waivers by the Atlanta Braves. I didn't, so I'll give you the backstory in this because I I am really close with him, so I did know this like before it came out. I texted you guys about it. I think right, right, right when he said it. Um. I was confused. So Jordan Luplo, I was driving back from work and I got a text from Luplo and it was a picture of just a Creighton Blue Jay. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, I responded like, what question mark? He's like, I'm signed. Like the G- I'm with the Jays now. He's like, shut the fuck up. Like he just kept telling me, shut the fuck up. Like sh- John, you open your mouth, Johnny. I'm going to fucking kill you. He just kept saying, like, just kept hammering it home. Like, do not say anything about this. Do not tell anyone. I was like, yeah, bro, I'm not telling anyone. Sure. And then yeah. I, anyway, so it was just a nightmare fuel, and uh, but it was you. You had told us we didn't say anything, but within the hour, the news had come out. Yeah. So within the hour, the news came out. So, anyways, he's pumped for it. I mean, I'll give you guys a little background on him. Like one of the best dudes. Like, listen, I, I met a lot of pro athletes, obviously, with the other podcast I did, and uh, he's one of those dudes that I I specifically stayed in touch with forever. Um, like we would talk every. We'd play Call of Duty in the off season every day. Like we would. Uh, like we 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 hung out when he plays around here like around toronto he's just one of the best dudes ever one of the best locker room guys ever gets along with everyone great golfer um he's just one of the dudes and i'm pumped for him to be here and just kind of be Im- implemented in that locker room. i mean this is a guy that played with kevin kiermeyer uh two years ago played with varsho last year adam simbury played with him in cleveland like he knows a lot of the guys in the locker room and by the way this guy he just mashes lefties i think he has one of the highest at one point, he had one of the highest OPS plus or OPSs against lefties in like a two or three year span. So this is a guy that is going to be a massive part for the Jays, obviously, um, in terms of the Jays being a heavy lefty lineup, right? Or le- lefty outfielder, sorry. Kevin Kiermaier, Varsho, all those guys in the outfield. It's going to be good to have Kevin Kiermaier who can actually, or uh, Jordan Luplo who can hit lefties really well um, in that lineup. So I'm pumped for it. I'm really pumped for it. I know he's my guy. So Are you going to break more news about him? No, I can't. There's no other news to break about him. Um, but there is uh, news to break about him, but that's fine. Yeah, there's no news. No news to break about him. Um, but I'm pumped for him, man, and um, I- I'm excited. Hopefully, we get to see him this weekend. And uh, uh it's all lefties, right? Is, is Sandoval a lefty? Yeah, Sandoval's a lefty. So uh, I hope he's in the lineup tomorrow. And by the way, completely off topic, me and Avery will be going live tomorrow. Friday beers with the boys. I uh, will be doing the entire Jays game. Every every single run the Jays score, I'll have a shot. Avery will have a beer because he's soft. Um, so we'll that's be doing the, that. That's doing the same amount of drinking, Johnny. Not really, though. I mean, uh, what, you just said that it's soft to have a beer a run. Is that what a you shot? just said? <laughs> a shot is like equal to drinking a beer. That's okay, like, that's fine. That That's a good point. But <laughs> alcohol. That, that's a good point. So we will be going live tomorrow. We're going to call Friday beers with gate 14. That, that'll be a thing that we'll be doing. Maybe I'll have beers in the middle of it too, kind of get the people going. But uh, yeah, I'm pumped for it. And uh, yeah, I hope Jordan Lupo doesn't line up tomorrow. And honestly, man, he's a guy that I have rooted for for a very long time to be successful. And now it's like, it's 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 amplified, amplified. amplified it's yeah. amplified because I know him personally. So I hope to God he does well and doesn't have a start like Brandon Belt. That's all I'm hoping for, man. I hope to God he doesn't have a Brandon Belt start because I wouldn't know what to say. I'm not... I just want to say this right now. I will not be critiquing Jordan Luplo. So I can leave that to you two, maybe. I don't know, but I will not be critiquing Jordan Luplo. He's done so much. It'll depend how nice he treats me personally. Yeah, that's fine. 
So, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. he's got to say hello to me. Yeah, that's personally. fine. No, you, you'll love him, man. I remember last year. I'll, I'll give a little background on him. So two years ago uh, when he was playing on the race, so he would only face lefties, right? So um, him and I went to the bars after the game. And, I mean, he was whatever. Like, he wasn't really that drunk. But I got fucked up. Like, him and I went to Marble. We went to Social Child. And I, like, I went home. I, I arrived at home at 4 a.m. and had to work at Red Bull at 5 a.m. to drive the Red Bull van. So I was, like, sobered up by then, obviously. We stopped drinking at, like, 1 or 2 and just, just shot the shit in his hotel lobby at, like, the Four Seasons for, like, two hours. But that just goes to show you the type of guy he is. He's an all-time fucking guy. You guys are going to love him. And he mentioned he wants to do some uh content with us stuff like that so maybe we'll get a golf Fuck vlog yeah. out there um and no, stuff I like that golf. I, the I hope he yeah, stays up though so the cameraman then Jay. if he stays yeah. up though if he stays up though it will be electric so i just want everyone to know i will i will not be critiquing jordan luplo if anything happens so uh, i just want to well, get people that might call you a fraud then dude no i this is personal tie would you ever chirp your brother I mean, fuck yeah, I would. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, we, but yeah, we, no, we he's talking about Chris Roach here like it's no one's business. He, yeah, he's pumped. He's pumped to be here though, man. So <laughs> I am excited for that. So let's go into some of the stuff here. So, um, Kikuchi Corner, let's announce it. I got bullied into changing the sections. I, we haven't announced any sections yet. Obviously, it's going to be. I'm announcing this. Section five thirty is where Kikuchi Corner will be. The boys are going to be buzzing. I actually have gotten an insane amount of like personal on my personal Instagram DMs about this. Like people are pumped about it. My buddy reader is bringing like 20 people. It it is going to be an idiot zone. So make sure. And I don't know if Jared or someone could deal with this, but we need red K's like, like, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the best way of doing that, but we just need to bring, we just need to go to a print shop or whatever. And, just get a bunch of K's that are red, like just that are red. Or what we'll do is Printed. we'll just we'll we'll tweet the picture of the K and we'll just have everyone print one. No, out. we gotta bring it. Like no one's gonna like our our boys will. But I mean, if we all have to have the same K to be noticed by, yeah. we can't have fucking someone holding up a third of the size of a K and someone else has got a yeah. Like, we'll, you know what, we'll, King we'll, Felix? They all have the same thing because they give them to them. We'll yeah. get that done. We'll get that done and we'll hand it out to the listeners and stuff yeah. like that. I, I, and another thing, another big news, I talked about this with the distributor. Uh, so the website will be dropping Tuesday. Like we talked about with JR, which I'm pumped for. You can see. Hell yeah. The we didn't announce that to the public. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I, yeah. So websites dropping Tuesday. You'll be able to get the gate 14 embroidered crew necks, embroidered hoodies, embroidered t-shirts and the rope hats. Those are what's going to be dropping. But this is the big news. The Saturday that Kikuchi corner will be live. We will have our you Cy Young shirts available. The one with him holding the Cy Young and the other one where it's his face in the center of the uh, Japan flag, where like over the red circle. That will all be live on that next Saturday. So you'll be able to get that stuff as well. Um, the boys are just buzzing. I mean, JR, credit to you for finding the distributor. Um, the people, so for the people that want a little bit of update on this, our distributor, the guy that's dealing with our pricing and making sure it's like, um, affordable for everyone used to be the head distributor for fucking great for a uh, Canada goose and, uh, and roots. So he's a big time dude. Like he's not fucking around. He's like, has a whole, I walked in his office. He had a massive spreadsheet, like just a huge spreadsheet. I was like, do not send this to me. I said, I said, I was like, do not send this to me. Just send this to Jr. I don't want to see this. I will never, I will not understand what this means. So the website moral story is websites live on Tuesday. So I'm pumped for it. And Kikuchi corners where, Kikuchi Corner is 5 30. 
on uh, Saturday. So that no more DMs. That, Where's that was, Corner? That was the best. That was the best story I've ever heard from Johnny. That was just an all-time recap. <laughs> like I could picture exactly what happened there. <laughs> And well, you've just, been there like, before. That's why. Yeah, that's why I'm laughing because, like, I to for the viewers here, I actually had to warn the guy about Johnny. I said, "Work with me with Johnny." <laughs> there, I'm just giving you a heads up. This guy's gonna be on your ass, and Johnny was on his ass. And I've probably, I probably had to praise patience to Johnny about double i just time. want this shit done man i know how big we're ready. getting but that's how excited he is so guys super excited i mean we'll get those k's ready but the goal is one day we're just all wearing our you say shirts and which we're... is going to be the funniest thing which will be awesome ever. can we the... can we go back to the old company and have <laughs> like custom shirts made for kikuchi's corner johnny what do you mean like just the Remember where we used you used to get your shirts just printed? Yeah, but it, it it'll just be screen printed on and it gets like chalky and stuff. Like it, yeah. it, there's 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 uh cracks and stuff. The one that this guy's doing for us is DTG, so it'll go directly mm -hmm. on the shirts. Sure, so like these sure. shirts will last forever. Have have some merch. So people oh, for ours, I can get that done easily on Vistaprint because Vistaprint does DTG. So I can get a couple. I can get us three Kikuchi shirts ready for that. They could do they could do it at their supplier right now though. Oh, okay. okay. We'll talk, talk to him about him. it. Yeah, we'll talk to him He's about that. He's just putting it on a blank. I mean, yeah. he already has a design, right? Yeah, we'll talk to him about that. We'll talk to him about that. But anyways, yeah, so we so let, let's recap so the case. I need to go on Amazon and buy a Japan flag like right now. Yeah, let's let, let, let's break let's break let's break up the uh, KC series, man. What a series. I mean, Monday you would have thought the fucking world was ending. It was. Uh, we had T Do we have to address the T Mac video? Is that well, what you're going to say? Yeah, well, we will address that, but we had people tweeting at us like, like T Mac, for example, said that we're Mr. Optimism, all this, all that. I would say that we're somewhere in the middle of optimistic and negative. I would say we're not Mr. Optimism. We were just stating facts. This team got substantially better, and you saw that with the outfielders. We don't have these bum ass running mistakes. We have Kevin Kiermaier legging out singles into doubles. This team is different, but the Monday. I mean, Jose Barrios, dude, what the fuck are we like? I mean, how much, how much of a leash do you need, man? Like we'll go game by game here, but he was a fucking bum on Monday. That wasn't even, and it, it, it just amplifies how bad he is and how bad he was because how good the rest of the pitchers pitched. He was like, you had everyone carve except you Barrios. That is fucking embarrassing, dude. It was, it was the worst. It was. That was that was like one of the most embarrassing starts for him because it was against such a shit team who had four guys with a zero average going into that game. Yeah, it's tough. At some point, he ha we think he has good stuff. Everyone says he has good stuff. At some point, if you keep getting shelled, your stuff's no longer good. <laughs> right? Like it's this is a results-driven business. There's a reason we look at numbers so often, and his numbers are consistently bad over the last decent amount. I'm not ready to give up on him totally, but it's that's tough when a kind of a layup start for you to get your season going against a shitty team doesn't go well. It was – I just don't know. Dude, I don't know what it is. His stuff is so fucking good. I mean, if we, knew, if we knew what it was, we wouldn't be sitting in our – parents bedrooms i just don't know what it is man like his stuff if you watch his start and you just 
eliminate the hard hit balls or I guess all that type of stuff and just watch his pitches, they all break an absurd amount, but no one swings at it because they're waiting for that four seam to send to the moon. I don't know. He has to just scrap that. And you tweeted that, Avery, that graphic, I believe, right, of just all the pitches he left middle-middle. It's like, what are we doing here, dude? Like, what are we doing, Barrios? You would think you would learn. He hasn't. He has not learned. He got, he got shelled by the Kansas City fucking Royals. That's it. It was very tough to watch again. And who does he get set up with? He gets this Mike Trout, Shohei lineup, who's kind of been hitting the ball really well for another nightmare for Bassett and Barrios set up. So I, you hate to see it, but it's just what we're going to have to deal with right now, right? No Pete Walker there again this week, so pitch calling, sequencing may be a little different, but I feel like the guy that took over for him would know the sequencing and know what they wanted to attack and to help call pitches if he wasn't called pitches. Like, JR, what do you think? I mean, man, this, it's just, I, I've ran, that contract looks like one of the worst contracts in baseball. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm tired of the shit of, I mean, at some point, I think Snyder's just got to call it out. Like I'm tired of the the post game like his stuff look good and and all this shit. I mean, dude, he's getting shelled. <laughs> like he got shelled in that game. Like do a bad lineup, like in K- Kansas City. Like we saw what happened the next uh, three games of the series. <laughs> like he should have walked over that lineup and he got shelled. Um, it's just a Ter- like a baseline just like terrible performance i don't know like this is like just terrible again like <laughs> it's it's crazy that barrios is here because you're right his stuff is so good but it's like how are you so bad i have a silver lining mm-hmm. let's hear it let's hear the silver lining i'm dying to hear it it was a better start to this year than last year Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, bro. I guess. I, I don't know. Like it it's impossible to get worse than what he did last year. I don't think he made it out of the first inning. So I guess that's a good point. But you know what? We'll we'll, we'll not we'll, we won't dwell on him anymore. Let's talk about the guy that saved the fucking season, huh? Let's talk about the man that saved the fucking season. Yusei Kikuchi comes in and listen, Avery had his strikeouts. Every actually, I think everyone on planet Earth had it over four and a half strikeouts for him. And he turns into prime Marco Estrada. He's given up these weak pop-ups, weak ground balls to Vladdy at first. What the fuck? Kikuchi, I mean, this isn't a joke anymore. I think we just have to start saying, like, he's good. I mean, he was, what did he get up to, 98? Yeah, dude, he was running it up. That is just, it. it's, I mean, dude, he's, like, it's, I know, like, people actually think we're joking most of the time. But like sometimes he, he fucking has the shit to be. I mean, you saw what he did in Seattle. He it's can the, be the uh, dude. It's the post, it's the post sticky stuff. I think this is also could be a big uh, fuck you to T Mac because he was a huge Kikuchi hater. Yeah, saying it was like the worst signing ever by the Blue Jays. That was and now it's looking if he carves, it's looking like a great signing if he carves based on these free agent deals. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so tired of the excuses that we get. Like, 
oh, it's spring training. Now it's, oh, he's facing the Royals. The guy only threw 69 pitches in five innings and gave up one walk, which is he's known as a wild guy. He gave up one walk. I mean, at what point do we just start giving this guy his flowers and say, all right, he turned a new leaf. And there is not one guy I want to be more successful on this team than Yusei Kuchi because you can legit, I know we may say the joke, Yusei cares. You could tell it legit hurts this dude to the core when he does not pitch well. These pictures of him from last year are insane. He looks like he's going to, like, he wants to kill himself. Like, he looks so sad. And now he's carving, and everyone's saying, like, he's coming into spring training with a chip on his shoulder. It's like, he is. I mean, Avery, what did you see from that start, man? I mean, he carved. The slider looked looked really good. He threw 25 sliders, 25 forcing fastballs, 17 changeups. He had an out-of-zone swing percentage on his slider, 45%. Pretty fucking good on that. (laughs) And then out-of-zone contact percentage is only 20%. So he had people swinging and missing, swinging at balls, which is something that's good. That'll help you be successful, right? It turns balls into strikes, helps you go deeper in games, help you get people out. So kind of uncomfortable at-bats for them. You love to see that. And then again... 97-1. 97-1. I fucking love that shit, man. I was just, I was happy for him. I think everyone, we needed a break, like, big time. And to get zeros kind of early, Fran Reyes hit the ball to Mars. That's okay. It was one run. He didn't give up a bunch. He helped out by the defense, but that's why you have a good defense as well, right? Um, but no, I was, I was very, very pleasantly surprised, maybe, happy for him, and I was thrilled to just kind of it was just such an opposite start from Yusei Kikuchi I mean a guy that is known to be a massive swing and miss guy will blow stuff by you and strike you out had two strikeouts and went five innings he still had nine whiffs which is pretty good 24 percent whiff rate pretty good but he wasn't getting a ton of called strikes so they were just swinging at everything yeah we'll see I mean his next start is against the Angels? Yeah, that should be the Angels. It should be the Angels on Sunday, the Sunday matinee, you say day. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how he does. I mean, him versus Shohei is gonna be must watch TV. Just no, a couple not... old oh uh yeah, when he's batting. Yeah, when he's hitting, yeah. The couple old friends going toe to toe at it. So it was awesome, man. And then uh, we'll go into the Manoa start. I mean, Manoa's fastball topping out at 91, I want to say, or 90. I don't know if it's just early in the season, but that shit was for a cause for concern. And I'll be honest with you, man, he was getting hit pretty fucking hard. I don't know what the advanced analytics are on it, Avery. Maybe you can pull it up, but he gave up some very hard hit balls. I mean, the wind was blowing in too, so some of those would have been home runs. I don't know where I'm at still with uh, Manoa because he walked four guys and hit one. So, Yeah, the forcing fastball, 93 topped at. Um Average 91.4, which is down a mile and a half. Everything was down, but for me, it doesn't it doesn't concern me with Manoa because he he fluctuates pretty often. Gosman was more concerned for me, um, velocity wise, not results based, obviously. But I didn't get to watch a lot of that game. I went back and watched the highlights a bit, but I didn't. So I didn't see the hard hit balls a ton. He got 11 whiffs, 24 percent, which is good. Kikuchi called strike and whiff rate at 28 percent again. Um, which is a ton of zone contact, people hitting the ball hard. That's what happened. It's why everyone thought he would regress, right? I told you yeah. all the projection systems are going to – it was like Bassett. Obviously, they're not going to like him as someone who throws slow and gets hit hard. They're not going to project well, but he did his job. That's what Alec Mano was good at is just getting shit done. You don't have your best stuff every day. Okay, you went six. You went seven. 
you gave up one, you gave up two, you gave the team a chance. That's all you ask for for starting pitcher is length, giving your team a chance. That's what he does. That's what he's really good at. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he looked all. I mean, he looked really off. He's not. I mean, four walks and a hit by hit by pitch is fuck, man. That's that hit wasn't by pitch good. Seemed to happen a lot last year as well, though. Yeah, for sure. One he was. good sinker inside to a lefty a game. Felt like you hit them or a run arm side on a righty and hit them as for well. sure for sure but before we go into the last game i want to talk about a couple other guys man some guys that i mean matty chopsticks holy fuck me he has six doubles in six games or seven games sorry six doubles in seven games it's absurd what this guy is doing like he's he's not coming back here. That's I mean that's that's real as fucking ball. He's not signing here. He's gonna go. We just gotta accept the fact he's probably gonna go to the Yankees. They don't have a third baseman. Yeah, or the Dodgers. Oh, fuck me, that would piss me off. He is from there too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's most definitely from there. But last season, you'd see Matt Chapman come up, you and you'd think, okay, either he's gonna hit the ball as hard as anyone's ever seen, or he's gonna strike out. And you're just not feeling that way at all right now. It's like, get that guy up in any situation. Even when he's not getting hits, what do you have a, uh, he had a ground out that scored a run yesterday as well. It's a pretty shitty uh, turn, but still, he's just finding a way. And boy, does he ever hit the ball fucking hard. His average exit velocity right now, and I know it's still early, is 99.7. His sweet spot percentage is 47.4, and his XBA is 412. I mean, this guy is mashing the baseball, 73.7% hard hit percentage. So yeah, 70% that, that of the is, time, he hits the ball hard. That's nuts. That is, And the MLB average is 35. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is hitting the ball. And then they put him in a good spot. You put him, like, clean up today, right? And it pays off as soon as the game starts. So it's nice to have some flexibility, but the carrying that Vladdy, Varsho, Chapman are doing right now is just putting the team on their back, strapping in. Kiermaier can hop on a little bit. He'll pull a little bit of his own weight, but they are just hard carrying this team right now. And it is, like, amazing to watch. I'm fine. I love it, man. It's cool to see, and obviously, like, it's cool to see a guy that make adjustments, right? Because we're talking about a guy here that, what was, was his strikeout rate last year, Johnny? Yeah, the yeah. Savant. Yeah, his oh strikeout rate last year, twenty seven percent last year. Um, uh, but the previous years it was thirty two, thirty five. Like his strikeout percentage has always been high. So this is a guy now that is hitting the ball the other way. I mean, so so he has one, two, three, four, five. He has five extra base hits. Three of them are the opposite way. I mean. That's something that he would never fucking do last year at all. So he is really making massive adjustments to play. I know he's going to stump. This is baseball, but I'm just riding the Matt Chapman roller coaster right now, and I never want it to stop because him hitting and him fielding is rock star shit. It rules. It fucking rules. Some shit I used to do in McCook when I was buzzing, too. I know that feeling of when you're buzzing. So last year, besides the shortened season, he there was no other year in his career where he pulled the ball more. Everything else was around 40%. The shortened season was 50%. He pulled the ball, but I won't take that because of that small sample size. But at, at this point, he's hitting the ball up the middle. He's hitting the ball the other way more than he ever has. So it's he's got, letting the ball get deep, but he's just fucking peppering the backside gaps. Dude, and he it, is raking. And another guy that we want to talk about is uh, Daddy Dalton Varsho. 
Holy fucking shit. This dude is raking. I mean, I'm not going to compare him to uh, Moreno or stuff like that, but if he hypothetically turns out to be what he looks like right now or even close to it, man, is this a good is this a good pickup for the Toronto Blue Jays? He looks incredible, man. He is so fast, and he rakes. I, I, I can't find one thing that's wrong with Dalton Varsho right this, now. You can tell the speed is changing the way the Jays play. Was it yesterday that they sent him through the third base to score yes. there? Yes, yeah. yeah. It's just like... Lourdes isn't on third base by the time by that time. So like I'm it's easy to compare them because I think Dalton Varsha is a, a much better player, but the speed between him and Kiermaier kind of caused havoc a little bit, changed the way this team plays. And I think it's super positive. I know we were team act calls us dick riders thinking they've changed, but they have changed the way they manufacture runs. We saw it with Kevin Kiermaier today, turning a base hit up the middle off the pitcher's glove into a double that ends up in a run scored. It and another thing that like just changing the game as well. Another thing that I have noticed, and I know people have brought it up on Twitter, is he eliminated a leg kick and he's he's already we're five or six games into the season. I think he's only played six. And he has already broken his hardest hit percentage. He he like his max exit velo. He hit a ball 112. He is just doing every single thing for the Toronto Blue Jays that, in my opinion, they didn't really have last year, right? They didn't have a guy last year that wreaked havoc on the base pass that was really good in the outfield that, I mean, is a guy that could also be power-heavy as well as a guy like a nickel and dime you. He, uh, he, he's all of those guys, man, and he's hitting balls the other way. His opposite, his home runs opposite field. He has, out of his one, two, three, four – Five, six. Out of his eight hits, four of them are the opposite way. And I'm thinking, I believe that's not what he did last year. He wasn't an opposite field guy last no, year. So he hit a home run the opposite way in years. Um, but no, you're you're definitely right about what Varsho could do. Um, awesome. Again, awesome to see. Blair and Barker had one funny thing because they had Dalton Varsho's dad on today. Um, I just saw the clip of this. I would never actually like listen to their shit. But um, they had Dalton Varsho's dad on on the show. And they asked why he eliminated the leg kick. And his dad said, well, because it sucked. Like, he sucked. So, just, they laughed at that. Pretty good from Blair and Barker. Good for you guys. You got a nice little clip there. But pretty funny uh, for Dalton Varsho. He's been fucking awesome, dude. He's better than what we thought. And it's easy to become a fan favorite in Toronto if you start a season like this. Easy. Because then I'll just always remember you as like, oh, that first week, though. That first week was something serious. So, I'm pumped and again, for he's him playing the outfield too. It's I forget which pitcher said it. Said it felt like the guys in the outfield were already running to the balls. Manoa said that. Okay, and it looks that way too. Like you, couple a couple today that I thought would get down. Like Edward Olivares made a horrible play and left on a ball. It's like I've seen Dalton Varsho. Dalton Varsho makes that play. So it's been we're lucky awesome. to have him, man. We're lucky to have him, and he's you can make the argument he's affected. Almost every game positively that the Jays have won. He's been that massive part and of I'd that. I'd like mean, to see him run a little bit more, but it's tough for him being in front of Chapman as well. He's been hitting. And Bo not running, getting on base that much is kind of makes sense because he's ahead of Vladdy, but I would like to see him run a little bit more too. Some point is, here. It, I saw a tweet earlier, and this is another guy that uh, last guy that I wanted to talk about before we go into the uh Gossman start today. This is the best, in my opinion. I saw a tweet, I think, or maybe it was just me looking at his stats. I think this is the best version that we've ever had of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's he, he has one strikeout this entire year so far. One. 
right? This He's not chasing pitches. His chase rate is down significantly. This is a guy that's using every field and fucking mashing baseballs. Mashing baseballs. This is, in my opinion, so far, this is the best version of what I have ever seen from Vladimir Guerrero Jr., yeah, I think and that's it, that's very easy to say because he's not chasing. If he's waiting for the ball to come into the zone, I'd like to see his zone. I'm going to look at his zone contact percentage and like out of zone swing percentage as well. But it's clear that he's not chasing. He had one. I think it was a Jordan Hicks at bat where he looked fucked. Was that the strikeout he's had? Yeah. Jordan Hicks. Yeah. That, was, that. Was, a, that was a horrendous swing in a big spot. Um, But no, he's been he's been awesome, man. And getting the ball elevated two days in a row. Um. He absolutely nuked that ball today. It was incredible to see. He was kind of getting unlucky, too. The balls that he's getting out on, he is absolutely skull-fucking as well. Mm-hmm. So you get him walks. What did he walk three times opening day um, or the opening weekend as well? He's just taking what's coming to him, not forcing things, and he looks – I mean, you could you could be back to MVP, MVP form here. Yeah, I man, it's just – and uh, Lewis came out with a tweet. He said, um, I swear to God, if the Toronto Blue Jays waste Vladdy, like a Vladdy prime year with the most well-rounded Toronto Blue Jays lineup they've ever had in his lifetime, I'm going to be pissed. And I, I felt that. That's a, that's a, that makes a shit ton of sense. This is one of the most well-rounded lineups I've ever seen the Toronto Blue Jays have. And it goes to show you, man, when you have guys that are supposed to be hitting, hitting. Like the guys you pay – I mean – Vladdy is raking. Chapman, obviously a big pickup that they have, raking. Varsho's raking. A guy that everyone doubted in the offseason, Kevin Kiermaier, is raking. These are all guys you picked up that you expect to be hitting good, and they're doing it. So I hope this pitching staff can st- keep it together because this lineup is fucking incredible, man. Is incredible. All right. We got some great Vladdy numbers here. This season, his out-of-zone swing percentage is the lowest it's been by – about 10%. Last year, his out-of-zone swing percentage was 34.2%. He's at 21.9 right now. Zone contact, which is another thing you look at for average, he is at 94.6% in zone contact right now. Last season, 87.4. The season before, 84 zone contact percentage. So he is choosing swing at pitches. Um, His swing strike rate, 4.2% compared to 10 last year. So he is just... Choosing what to swing at when he's swinging at it, he's hitting, he's hitting it super hard. So those numbers are legit, man. Obviously, they're not going to sustain at this rate. Probably, you'll you'll see a little regression there, but very very nice start for him for sure. And then we'll 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 small uh, we'll still touch on this. Uh, Kevin call Kevin Gossman's is is insane. I'll have Jr. touch on this because I know I think Jr. was the one that said. Or the, I don't know who said that take. It was all three of us said he was going to be the Cy Young guy or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but he is. I tweet. He. We are just so lucky to have this guy, man. It's just he. His 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 off speed stuff is impossible to hit. It is impossible to hit. I I I don't know how people make contact off him. I really don't. He's so good, dude. Yeah, I think. I think it's. I think it was. I guess considered. Uh, a decent uh, wasn't considered a hot take, but it was considered a take that if you said Gosman would be better than Manoa uh, coming into this year, and I think it's it, from early on, it's it's pretty clear that Gosman is is going to have a a really good season. Like it just like you said, all his stuff looks good. Two phenomenal starts to uh, 
of the year while Manoa has two two shaky starts, which the second one wasn't that shaky, but I mean, it he just didn't look like himself, which is kind of scary with with what even Avery was pointing out in the preseason. Like everyone was predicting a regression on Manoa, and then seeing this isn't doesn't really, uh, I guess what the word is, uh, make me comfortable. But uh, but Gosman has just been fuck man. He I think he's definitely just our ace. Like I it's think it's not even a discussion t- anymore. I don't yeah, think it's he's... even a discussion anymore. I really don't. Unfortunately for Manoa, I don't think it's a discussion. Yeah, it. I'm really interested to see uh, Manoa's next start here and see how he comes up comes back. Is this a hot take? Based off of what we've seen from spring training, as well as the first starts for these guys, I think Kikuchi's the number three guy for this team. That's crazy. It- I still think you got to give Bassett. Uh, but a Bassett throws so slow and gets I mean, John, fucked on. And, and, and Avery. One start. <laughs> no, I understand that, though. But Avery, this is another thing that I want to back us up with. Chris Black sent this to us, right? If you look at Chris Bassett's career, the only good start, like his, the reason why his numbers have been elevated so well is, is because he's pitched well against the Washington Nationals. Did you see that stat, Avery? I thought that was Barrios you sent. Barrios would face the Washington Nationals? Yeah, everyone faces the Nationals. As many times as that was? Okay, so maybe I just got body bagged there. Yeah, I thought he was showing that Barrios was only half decent, his numbers-wise, because he pitched well against teams that were below 500. Oh. I think that's what the stat was. I thought you sent the Nationals one. but I Oh, could- you're right. Okay, sorry. Sorry, This that's a good point. So Barrios against team. Okay, here's a stat. Shout out Chris Black. Barrios against teams that are below 500 is 44 and 16 with a 3.56 ERA and Barrios against teams with a winning percentage above 500 is 28 and 38 with a 4.95 ERA. A pretty big fucking difference there in a massive sample size. I mean, that's kind of scary and it makes you kind of have a head scratch on like what what are we doing? Why do we give him that much money like they don't have access to these stats? Like you uh, Yeah, is- but I'm sure that I'm sure if you look at some of the top pitchers or you could find some decently outlaw. I mean, they're shit teams. They're shit teams. You're going to throw better against them. You should pitch better. But 44 and 16 with a three, nine, five compared to the other record is, is that, I mean, but but also, also records they're they're to have a losing record in baseball. You got to be shit. Yeah, we talked about that records really mean jack shit. I mean, Barrios had a decent record last year, and he pitched horrendous. No, so but that's like, going against not... Avery's point, though. Avery's saying there's a there's a pretty there's a small percentage of teams to have a losing record. You got to be really shit. Is that what you're saying, Avery? Yeah, yeah, pretty. No, much. no. What we were talking with Avery, uh, Avery and I have discussed this, but a a, a win for a pitcher doesn't. I'm not mean even talking. Much. I'm talking about the ERA though. I mean a three nine five and then a four eight six against teams that are actually good, which is what the AL East is at the end of the day, is shaky. I mean that's not good, but I guess that's something that we'll have to look forward to. But I did I do want to touch on Kevin Gossman again. Obviously he didn't have his stuff today, ramped it up a little bit, but I think that's just the cold. I don't know if it's an area for concern, but I I thought he might have just been holding it back a little, just being like, okay, I don't. Need ah, to- it's the fucking Royals. Yeah, I don't think need to throw. My- <laughs> and he still punched out eight. Yeah, he got up to 95. Velo on his splitter was down two and a half miles an hour. 
on average, his fastball was down 3. Uh, 3.7 miles an hour. His slider, he only threw seven of them. That velocity was down four and a half miles an hour, but his spin rate was up. Actually, no, it wasn't up. On, who cares what a spin rate on a splitter, actually? Um, but no, spin rate huge down on his four-seamer and huge down on his uh, on his slider. But he still got whiffs, man. They're still swinging at it outside the zone. Didn't really matter. When I saw 89 from Gosman after we saw 96 in his last start, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because I don't For think sure. we really see the fluctuation in Gosman like we do in Manoa. But For sure. You got it done. He's a professional, I think. Um, they if the Jays didn't take him out because they thought something was wrong with him or they didn't ask him, then then I, I will not be concerned in the moment. Yeah. And then another so I guess we gotta talk about this. Um Brandon Belt. Uh I just I, I don't have any fucking words for this. I mean, he's one for like 20, I think, with 12. or He's one for 18, I want to say, with 12 strikeouts. This is why you fucking show up to spring training on time. This is why you take reps in the spring and don't show up a week or two before fucking spring training ends and start just throwing yourself into the lineup. This is why. He is one for 19 with a .053 uh, average and 12 strikeouts in 19 at bats. I don't know what the f- how how big of a leash this dude has to have, but he just just looks he's he's getting 90 miles an hour blown past him, 80 miles an hour, 88 miles an hour blown past him. What the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, I think no one's more disappointed than him probably, but it's not really a hot take to say at this point. I would love to see Kevin Biggio in the lineup over Brandon Belt because it gives. I feel like he has a chance of getting on base and with belt we're getting 89 blown by us in big situations like the cards game two. that whole game probably changes if he gets a hit or takes a walk instead of whiffing on Jack. Yeah. I, I, that's not a hot take. Calvin Vigio over him is not, I mean, Calvin Vigio's look good. I'll, I'll call it. And I, that's, I, I said it in our group I mean, chat. That's one guy. Moon bomb from him today. Oh my I was, God. I was shocked. I was just about to record a video and I saw Calvin Vigio hit that ball and I, I had to do a double take. <laughs> Who was that? That was actually him. Dude, uh, it's Kevin Biggio just consistently has better at bats. So there's a couple guys, and I know Blue like Blue Jays Twitter will back me up on this. There's a couple guys that no matter how good they do, like Kevin Biggio can win a triple crown and I still wouldn't like him. I don't know what it is. I really for, he, and for me, that's Tim Mesa. Yeah, everyone has those guys. Who's your guy, JR? Do you have a guy like that where it's like there's just one guy where you don't really care how well he does? You just will, you'll root for him, but you just will never at the back of your head just be like, I, I hate that fucking guy. Oh, God. That's, uh, I guess, Nate Pearson. No, no, that is not. Chair, that makes no, you love Nate Pearson. That's true. I feel like he sarcastically <laughs> likes Nate Pearson. No, but that for me, it's Calvin Biggio. And listen, at some point, Brandon Belt, dude, like he is just a black hole in the fucking line. I mean, he is an auto out right now, a yeah. legit auto. He out. just looks a little odd, eh? Yeah. Well, he, he looks, looks old like, as fuck. He doesn't care. He looks like he doesn't care. He looks like from the movie Elf, which is probably like a fucking. That's <laughs> yeah. probably a good thing. He doesn't look like he doesn't care when it's going well because he's relaxed. But then, yeah. when he starts, he does seem relaxed. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. He's he just like he looks like clueless. Like when he strikes out, it's just like fuck. he low. He looks like did I was that strike three? That's what he was. He was like that looks, strike three? He's like looking somewhere, and he's just like probably so I, contemplating. I did if he the uh, I did the career 
OPS by month tweet yesterday just to maybe calm some people down. Just be like, okay, maybe there's better things going on in the horizon. And the only month he's been worse than in the the, the opening month of the season is July. Like it's Nightmare. Just traditionally. But we had a guy in Lourdes who was the worst hitter in the first month of the season and then just the best hitter in all of baseball in the middle months. So for sure, Brandon Bell it is, this is a very tough way to start a career with a new team. Yeah, he's we talked about this. He's very hot and cold. He's been like through when he's on, he's fucking raking. Like he's getting on at like a 500 clip. He's fucking hitting dingers. So, I mean, he's got to get in a groove. And I mean, he's not going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere. No, hell no, he's not going. Who's going to pick him up? Much. The fucking Hiroshima Tiger. I mean, no one's going to want him. Nine million dollars the guy signed for. No, people, Fuck. People will take him. He'd look yeah, great people would take him. People Nine take million him. though? It's okay. I mean, worst case, he's we're easing him in and he's a pinch hitter. But we. But for he, me, he, for me, the frustrating thing, sorry, Jer, is no. that Espinel is just not getting at bats. I know that's not. Yeah. I know it's not one for one. I know it's not one for one. Obviously, with those two, they don't play the same position. But Kirk's not getting at bats, and Espinel's not getting at bats, and then we have Belt just in there. He's stealing at bats from Kirk. Let's just call it what it is. He's stealing at bats from Kirk and Espinel. Yeah, a... but like, what is really Espinel's ceiling? You know what I mean? Like sure. compared he... to Belts, right? Like Espinel will never hit in the the five or six spot ever. No, no, no. First Belt I... could be, but Kirk will though. Kirkwood, right? yeah, yeah. For what the ceiling of this think, team, what I think you, guys... you want Belt to be the best. Now here's here's a good uh, Chapman. Obviously, has earned his way. He, it's now his spot to lose in the four hole. To be honest, like he's been fucking for sure. Angry. Is Kirk like I'm? I still struggle. I've always struggled a little bit with Kirk, where it's just like I love the guy, but it's like he's a fucking singles guy and can't run. And that, we saw a singles it. guy that there was one it. of the games. I think it was the it was the first first uh, KC game. Just horrendous running, <laughs> where he was watching the ball with two outs and should a hundred percent scored on Chapman's double. And it's like sure. he's just kind of a clog there. Sure, but then you sandwich him between Varsho and yeah. some thing. I mean, they're not going to sandwich them side by side in the lineup, but mm-hmm. you have Varsho. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the six hole he strives. You think, Kirk? Five, six. So like after Varsho. So Springer, they're gonna have him one. Mm-hmm. Bo, Vlad, Varsho, yeah. Chapman. Yeah. And all those three help each other. All those f- fuck. All those five help each other by having protection in the lineup, right? Yeah. Um. So then you put Kirk six. Then you're laughing there. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's a good problem to have, but let's end this uh, Casey Royals thing with the winner and loser of this week, of this uh, series. We'll start with you, JR. Winner and loser. Well, loser has got to be Brandon Belt. Yeah. I think he's just been... We've been saying a lot of dog shit things about him. Um, And the winner... I'm trying to think of someone other than Chapman. I think Vlad. I think Vlad's back, man. Like we didn't I don't think anyone mentioned Vlad last uh against the Cardinals, but fuck, dude. Sometimes you just forget of how good this guy is. And then he does something like that. I said this. I will storm uh, you have this on my word. This is actual I want someone to clip this. 
If Vladimir Guerrero Jr. isn't a Blue Jay for life, the Gate 14 podcast will storm Rogers Media like it's the fucking capital. I thought like you were about, I thought you were about to say Gate we were we will stop recording podcast. No, 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 no. That won't stop. That the numbers will be crazy if Vlad doesn't <laughs> sign here. But uh I will storm and I don't know if you guys will do it with me like Dave Portnoy Roger Goodell style, I will storm Rogers Media headquarters if Vladdy is not signed back here. He should be a Blue Jay for life. Like, what the fuck? Like, what else does this dude have to do? What else does this dude have to fucking do to be to get a contract? It's gonna have to be World Series, man. Makes me sick. Makes me sick. Avery, what about yours? Okay, my loser, Trevor Richards. There's no soccer him on this team fuck. anymore. Um, with Nate Nate Pearson throwing half decent. Um, yeah, there's no reason to have Trevor Richards here. And then Guillermo Martinez is my winner. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? Because the team's hitting well. Good for him. But he was getting ripped. Yeah, they sucked. And then now they don't suck, so good for him. He must Turned have it figured around. it out, eh? Yeah, yeah. So my winner of this week, um, I, I'm going to go, like I said, I think I went this guy last week, but Kevin Kiermeyer. He is so goddamn good in the outfield, and he rakes. He might hit 100 singles this year. That dub, by the way, I don't think you guys know this. That double he legged out that was a single was his first extra base hit of the year. So That's every such single a gritty way to get an extra base every hit. single he has is just it, it every hit he has is just a single. Like that's that's what it is. So um and my loser of the week is Blue Jays dad. Um you going after where did this come from? I just I'm tired of blue I'm out on Blue Jays dad. How do I you just want stuff. I never see his stuff. You're a grown man that calls yourself Blue Jays dad. That's my first bugaboo with Blue Jays dad. He's just, I, he makes me sick. And my second bugaboo is he just says these tweets that makes me question, like, am I making fun of someone that's not all there? Like, wh- I, what is wrong with this guy? One thing that he pissed me the fuck off with, he said, I am more concerned about the Toronto Blue Jays bullpen than I am about their starting pitching. What? What, dude? Chris Bassett has a 24 ERA right now, and Barrios is a human pitching machine, and the bullpen has been semi-good when Trevor Richards is in the pitching, and the starting rotation is not your worry? The bullpen is? It's just some of the shit he says. I'm like, and it's not where it's like he's doing it for clicks. It's just that's what he genuinely thinks, and it makes me fucking sick. I don't know how this dude comes up with this stuff. He is a, he is a, a moron. I hope he's listening. I, I'm out on Blue Jays' dad. I'm out. I couldn't be more out on him. So that's my loser of the week is Blue okay. Jays' dad. Yeah. Out of the box. <laughs> um, so let's go into previewing the Angels series, boys. Back to back starters here that we saw what what happened when they face a good lineup. I mean, not not Barrios, but Bassett. Is Kikuchi going to have to save us again? <laughs> is that what's going to happen? Are we gonna have to go? Bassett gets shelled. Brios gets shelled. Kikuchi goes five five no runs. Or wh- where where do you guys stand with this? Because Sandoval's actually a decent pitcher, so I don't know. I don't like that matchup for Bassett, but it's nightmare fuel this 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 series this weekend with this pitching rotation. Besides Kikuchi, obviously. Yeah, no, this is not what you want to see after those starts. Before I think one of them pitches better, gives us a chance. Bassett or Brios. I'm gonna guess it's Bassett. If I had if I had to put my nuts on the table and say one. Um, and then Kikuchi, I think he wins his, his game again. And we, we build on something really special before Kikuchi's corner. Um, 
yeah, so I'll go fuck. I'll go one and two. One and two? That's not good. He's I mean always th- he's always like this. He's always like this. JR, where are you saying? I'm saying I'm saying just because we you know what? We're riding hot though, man. I'm going three and oh. No, I'm gonna go two and one. I'm gonna go two and one. I say they win tomorrow with Bassett, win Sunday with Kikuchi, and Barrios gets his dick shoved in again. That's okay. where I'm at with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little worried with with Bassett just because the Angels have seen him a couple times. Um but could also mean he knows the lineup. So I don't know, man. Just Barrios, he's just never given me a reason to think he's going to be good again. Two and one is definitely the safe call. So it's Sandoval going Friday, Patrick Sandoval. Uh, Tyler Anderson going Saturday, who went uh, six scoreless against, uh, I don't remember who the fuck they were playing. And then Kikuchi versus Detmers. So I, I'm going to say Jays go two and one. I don't think uh, Reed Detmers is that good. No, Reed and Detmers is fucking nasty. No, he's not. He's a bum. I, um, You're a fucking idiot. I, and I say Luplo uh, launches off of Reed Detmers if he okay. plays. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, that I mean, it's it, it, the games are in front of us, man. I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays have faced legit low A teams. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that whoever made that schedule should be shot or locked up. I guess I, I don't know, but that means they got to play tougher matches at the end then. Yeah, true. Get it, get it, get it out of the way the first game. But boys, it's just it's good to talk ball again, man. It's just fucking good to talk ball again. The live streams have been insane. 300 viewers at, like, at a time, 250, 300 viewers at a time. Just been absolutely bananas. Um, I'm going to keep doing that thing going live later in games just on TikTok if the game's close like I just did today. But, um, yeah, it's been crazy, man. What a ride it's been. The website's going to be live on Tuesday, like we said. Get your Gate 14 stuff. Run it up. We've tried to make this as cheap as possible with the, with the margins, the numbers. We're not going to be making if any, that much money off it. Um, so just keep running up, keep supporting the boys, man. And uh one year, fellas. What 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 a ride. What a fucking ride it has been. I mean, me and Avery a year and we're already tattooed with the Gate 14 podcast on us. So I don't know what the fuck's gonna what's gonna happen. Love on the vlog too. That did some numbers as well. Yeah, vlog did numbers as well. I appreciate that as well. I mean Someone put on the Wikipedia page that we won like best short film, which is hilarious. I looked back on it to double check if that was real and it was. So that was funny as fuck. But uh, yeah, we'll see you guys Tuesday when the website drops. Or no, sorry, we're doing a podcast Sunday. So yeah, we'll talk to you guys Sunday night. Love you guys. Gate 14 forever. Any last words? Any last sentimental words as people go into the weekend? Make sure you guys tune into the stream tomorrow, by the way. Stream's going to be electric tomorrow. Uh, Drunk Johnny and Drunk Avery back at it. Maybe JR making an appearance.